Welcome to Strategic Real Estate Investor Radio, presented by Strategic Real Estate Coach. Strategic Real Estate Coach is where the nation's leading real estate investors, brokers, and agents turn to transform the way real estate business is being done in neighborhoods across the nation. If you desire to make more money, do more deals, grow your passive income, and build the lifestyle you've always wanted, you need Strategic Real Estate Coach. This powerful team is led by Josh Cantwell, a seasoned investor with nearly a decade of experience, over 600 transactions, and generated over $5.5 million for himself and his partners. Now, sit back, listen, learn, and accelerate your business with Strategic Real Estate Investor Radio. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Strategic Real Estate Investor Radio Podcast. My name is Kyle Garifo, head coach here at Strategic Real Estate Coach. Uh, I want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy New Year. We're late in December here, wrapping up the year. I had a fantastic year. I hope you guys had a fantastic year and uh, good things coming in 2016. Uh, we finally got some snow here in Illinois. This has been a long time for us, but we finally got some. Uh, hopefully our guest on the line today has not gotten uh, any snow, but we'll find out. Uh, today we're going to do just a little Q&A with somebody. Just I'm going to ask uh, one of our esteemed uh, guests here some questions and let him fill you in on terms of uh, how he's become successful in real estate. He's been doing it for quite some time, but he also started off as uh, somebody else in, a, in another career, very similar to what I have done as well, too. So for all of you looking to change careers, become that fantastic real estate investor that I know you guys can become, this guy will certainly help you achieve your goals there. So I want to welcome to our podcast here, Mr. DK Kim. DK, how are you today? I am very good. And for the record, uh, we're going to be hitting some 80s uh, here in sunny Orlando, Florida. So okay. no snow. So no snow. No snow. Okay. All right. Good. We're, we're going to hit the teens today here in Chicago, Illinois. So maybe I need to move. I'm not sure. But uh DK is one of our Strategic Real Estate Mastermind founding members. He's been, I've known DK, I don't know, what have we known each other, probably about three years now since we started the Mastermind group? Yep, three years, yes. Awesome. DK is an overall fantastic guy. He's a, an attorney uh, by trade to begin with. I know he's married, he's got kids. Um, and uh, one of those guys that, like I said before, just kind of took his career as well, too. I don't know how much he's doing with the, real, with the uh, attorney thing, but I'll let him talk more about that. But has really just started to, to really kick ass now as a real estate investor and, and hopefully learn a lot from Shrek as well, too. I know he offers a lot of input and insight during our mastermind meetings, and we're always happy to have him on board. Uh, DK and I are actually working together on, on a project down in Florida right now. He just met with my partner uh, ironically, this afternoon, and work on nine houses right near him in the Orlando area. So um, it'll be interesting to hear him talk a little bit about that because I haven't heard anything about it yet since his meeting today. So, uh, well, DK, this is not real formal. I just want to ask you a couple questions. You know, you can uh, be as forthcoming as, as you want, and we're uh, we're relaxed here at Strategic Real Estate Investor Radio Podcast. So, um. Can you can you talk about what made you get into real estate investing? I mean, I know, you know, talk a little bit about your business now and 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 what you're doing, but you know, really hit on what you were doing before cuz like I said, much like me, you know, you didn't you haven't been real estate investing for 30 years, so you definitely had a career and still do outside of real estate. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um basically what what made me start investing in real estate actually um it actually was my uh, father, as soon as I um, 
could speak English, I was at the closing table as early as age uh, six or seven. <laughs> nice. And, uh, nice. So, uh, but at that time, I didn't understand what the heck was going on. I'm just like, okay, my, you know, my dad's buying some land, and uh, our family uh, from uh, from our bloodline, which is you know Korean, uh, we're, we're we're farmers back in Korea. So, um, uh, so he just carried that trade over to the U.S. Uh, in, in Tampa, Florida. Well, actually, just south of Tampa in Apollo Beach and in the Ruskin areas. He just started buying vacant land, and then um, we just have, we, we still have in, the, in our family uh, landscape and nursery business. And uh, so just seeing that at a at an early age, I could see okay, there's something going on here, but I didn't know exactly. Uh, and then my first investment began in um, uh, 2002. I bought a foreclosure for like uh, 45,000, and then I just rented it out. Um, but I was just doing the typical the typical investor rental mentality at that time. Uh, but then in 2003, you know, I, I heard of all this stuff, you know, wholesaling and rehabbing and, you know, using other people's money, but I, I didn't quite understand it. Um, and um, so, so yeah, so what made me start investing is, you know, it actually began uh, the, the seeds were implanted in me at a young age, but I didn't start germinating that until, until uh, starting in, in, in the earlier 2000s. But then it, it really didn't come into fruition until I met uh, Josh Cantwell and um, uh, the whole Shrek strategic real estate coach uh, uh, team and, you know, everything it, it offers. Um, yeah, and, no, perfect. So, so what can you, can you talk about kind of your career, your life before investing? I mean, I, I love the fact that as soon as you could learn to speak English, you were at the closing table. That's... <laughs> that's that's yeah. the American dream right there. So, talk a little bit about your your career and, and what were you doing beforehand, and how you sort of transitioned from being an attorney to to now almost a full time real estate investor. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I graduated in two thousand um, and uh, from college, and then uh, I I I, um, I uh, worked in finance for six years in, in different capacities and uh, kind of like uh, Josh's, that's why I love Josh's uh, presentation. I actually worked in uh, estate planning and, and financial planning firm. Um, and then also using my skills, um, I was very fortunate. I actually helped create a bank in Tampa. Uh, it still exists today, uh, Gulf, Gulf Shore Bank. Uh, I was the youngest director at the time uh, which, which, which is, which was great, but at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm one of those. Uh, I like to get things done. Um, and then when the market uh, was was about to tank, I, I, I sold my only rental at that time. And then I said, you know what, this is a good time to go to law school because, uh, <laughs> you know what, I, that's something I wanted to do. It was either to go to business school or go to law school. So I said, you know what, I, I, I don't want to operate you know, hundreds of employees. So let me just use my legal degree in the business capacity because that's where I felt the shortfalls were in business. I, I didn't know what all these, you know, this legal jargon, jargon meant. So, uh, so I put myself through that torture and then uh, I graduated, uh, in 2009. And fortunately for me, because I had accumulated some real estate experience and I had the financial background as well as uh, you know, the legal, I was afforded the opportunity. I was a court appointed receiver 
where I was dealing with a lot of delinquent uh, uh, homeowners and, and uh, banks and um, you know HOAs and any, anywhere that there was a debt on a piece of property, I had to work that out. Um, and then from that, uh, or concurrently with that, uh, I was working at you know various law firms at that time. Uh, even though you know being a lawyer, a lawyer is prestigious, uh, it is a very uh, gruesome um, uh, profession. I mean, uh, I mean, eighty-hour work weeks are minimal. Um, it's it's a minimum. You have to work at least eighty hours a week. Um, it, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't the lifestyle that um, uh, that I wanted. Um, and and when bef- just before I had met Josh, um, you know, we had our uh, second second daughter, and I was like, oh man, I can't do this. You know, I mean, there's a better way. You know, yeah. why? You know, why am I going the typical route? Why am I going the you know following this rat race? You know, like like why? You know why? So I said, wait a minute here. You know, I know you know I know about real estate. I know you know about all these different areas of real estate. I just need to package it from an investor perspective, not not being on the coattails, but being the um, you know investor. Uh, who's creating these deals and opportunities, or or finding them at least? So, so that's what pushed me to the edge to Shrek. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, your similar is very your story is very similar to mine in that you know, kind of the kids kind of motivate us to get out of our current careers. You know, I was I was a clinical therapist and working the crazy hours. I definitely was not working eighty hours a week. There is, I don't think anything worth working eighty hours. <laughs> you got to care how much money you make. It's just not yeah. worth. It hours because if you have nothing you have no time to even spend your money even if you're making good money so um right very similar to to finding sort of that that new career and that new passion that i love to do and i know you as well too which is real estate so are you still doing uh i know you own your own practice and we're we're doing a lot of immigration stuff are you still doing any of that at all yeah i um i'm down to exactly one immigration client uh, and i know the last couple years that number you know, when we go to these oh, mastermind no. events, it, it, it'll increase, but then it'll it'll decrease. But but right now, as of today, uh, December 29, I'm down to one immigration client. However, um, that's the beauty of it. Even though I have that skill set, and even though you know our our law firm does um, a lot of real estate transactions, it's I can pick and choose now. I don't have to be forced to take on a case just for financial reasons, which was what it was in the past. Now right. I can say, you know what? I don't want to deal with that. Or if someone who really needs help and they don't, they don't have anywhere to go, I can actually, you know, put my true time and effort into it if, if I want to take on the case. So, so it's very, very selective. If, it, if, it's, if someone comes through the door and say, hey, I need this or this help in immigration or, or for a real estate transaction, I'd be kind of like, ah, uh, I don't know. But if it's coming off of a referral, a strong referral, then I say, okay, you know, you know, come on board. I'll, you know, I'll help you out. So, yeah, so that's awesome. So you kind of have the out. best, of, you kind of the best of both worlds. Then you operate your real estate business, but then you still operate, um, you know, a, a law business as well too, and can kind of handpick sort of your clients and what you want to take on, and and don't have to do it for the the monetary aspect of it. You just do it just to continue to be sharp in, in your field and whatnot. So. That's great. Yeah. That's cool. How do you think uh, Shrek has helped you become successful? I know you said that's kind of when you found Josh and Shrek. What do you think over the years, the training, the mentorship, the masterminds, how has, how has all that training helped you become the investor you are today? 
Well, the the beauty of it is is everyone is in a different city. Okay, it's not like we're all stuck in Ohio and talking about only Ohio issues. Stuck or, in Ohio, is that what you or, said? <laughs> yeah. Or or or. Hey, sorry, Chicago. Josh. <laughs> yeah. Or or you know, I mean, I mean, everyone everyone has something to contribute, and the beauty of it, you know, because we are in the United States, if there's a trend going on in New York City or in Chicago. At least in Florida, when I hear stuff in the other cities, I know, oh, okay, two or three years from now, that's going to hit Florida. Okay, you know, um, things happen, things spread. You know, right. um, and so it's good to, first of all, from a risk management perspective, for me, I, I, I get to, I get to hear things of some things that are in advance. Uh, also, you know, just because something works in a different area of the country doesn't mean it's going to automatically work here in Florida. So. So I get to hear, you know, the trials and tribulations of what other people have done and their mistakes, how they've improved. And instead of me guessing, I just take what they've already done and just kind of kind of just tweak it just a little bit. And, and then, you know, it saves me a lot of time and money on, on those type of, you know, whatever it is, whether it's wholesaling yeah. or off-market properties, et cetera. So um, it's been very good. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, that our mastermind meetings are definitely comprised of kind of all parts of the country. And we certainly have California. We certainly have the East Coast. We certainly have down south represented. We certainly have Billings, Montana in the house as well, too, with our with uh, Chris Cedar, one of our other coaches as well, too. So we don't have any, too many other investors in, in Montana, do we? If, if, if any, do we? Not, not, not that I've heard of. <laughs> Just one. So yep. if you're an investor in Montana, we have your guy. He can help you out for sure. He's a he's a good coach and a good guy up there. But, yeah, we certainly have the entire country represented. So that's a good point that uh, we sort of identify trends and can see what's happening in different parts of the country so you can get that heads up and not make that mistake that somebody else may have made or heard somebody else make. So that's a real solid point um, for sure. Um would you say that real estate has given you more freedom? I mean, I know you said you were working 80 hours a week, which is crazy, but certainly I know a lot of other attorneys who do that as well, too. Would you say that it gives you a lot more freedom now to do the things that you want to do? I know that that you just took a, um, a vacation for, what, two weeks, whatever it was? Yeah, y yes, it has. It has given me uh, freedom. Uh, what, what is it afforded me uh, in, in, in October? We were um, two weeks in, in Hawaii. That was our natural um, uh, you know, vacation, but then due to some, you know, nothing negative, but, you know, personal reasons, uh, well, we had to sent our kids to Korea to learn some, uh, Korean, uh, they're, they're five and three. And so, um, we had to pick them up a little bit earlier than expected. So, uh, <laughs> if I was in any other job, I couldn't take that time off. So I just right. said, Hey, or, you know, we're, we're going to Korea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, so we spent another two weeks there. So, uh, so since October, I've been out of the country for pretty much uh, four, slightly over four weeks. And um, anywhere else, I would have been canned by now. <laughs> so have, so you, yes. have, you, have you closed any deal since then, since you've been gone for pretty much all of November and December? For November and December, I think we acquired one property, no, two properties. Oh, it was all under um, uh, negotiations, but yeah, yeah, we yeah we acquired two properties. Yes, yeah, we acquired yeah. two properties. Yep. So how, and how awesome all, is that? that you're able to go away pretty much, you know, almost eight weeks, but yet you still pick up two more properties, right? I mean, that's 
That's phenomenal. That's awesome. That's and we had three, about, you know? yep. yep. And we had three open houses while I was gone too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you go. That's awesome. That's perfect. Are you struggling to find great real estate deals to flip, rehab, buy and hold, or wholesale? End the frustration today and get 55 simple and proven strategies that find smoking hot deals in your market absolutely free. Go to 55simpleways.com slash podcast right now. That's 55simpleways.com slash podcast. What would you say your your top strategy for investing is right now? What do you, I think I know the answer to this, but what do you think your top strategy is and what, you know, can you, can you say to, to the listeners out there, this is what's working for me right now? Well, for me, my bread and butter is, is right now HUD homes because I, I've, I've been able to unlock secret equity that a lot of investors pass over or don't know how to find. Um, and I know a lot of, um, other investors who try to buy HUD homes, they, they say, I can't buy a HUD home or yeah. prices are too high. And I just, you know, I, I just keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, but of course, if you come to, um, you know, the master, if you join the mastermind group or you come to, uh, um, you know, our summits, you know, I can, I can help reveal some of that. But, um, but, but for me, that's, that's my bread and butter. My, my next best thing is I go to um, some of the top wholesalers in the area here and um, and then uh, a lot of deals that don't, you know, pass through, um, they kind of put them on an extra discount. Um, so I'm, I've been able to scoop up three or four properties that way uh, through wholesalers who've had had failed contracts for whatever reason, whether, mm-hmm. whether a particular private lender uh, didn't want to lend on the property or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever, there's various reasons why a wholesale deal would fail. So I, so I have on the list, um, four or five wholesalers that I deal with exclusively in the area and, and they know that I close. So, so they always, they always say, Hey DK, you know, we had this house, you know, whatever it could be. Um, actually this is, this is a life case that I'm going to, I'm going I'm to uh, present in Las Vegas. Um, the property failed through and, they only wanted 500 bucks over their contract price, um, and and the ARV is like 170, and we're, we purchased it for uh, 79,000. Um, and uh, but they had tried to get rid of it at 99,000, but but the, the contract failed. So um, so yeah. So for me, it's HUD, and number two, dealing with a lot of the wholesalers on their on their contracts that are about to fail, or they you know it just failed, and and they need they need to, they, they need their money back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I thought it was super cool at our, at our last mastermind meeting down in Florida. That was what in, uh, when was that in November? I can't remember when it was now, but about a month ago, early, early December, early December. Early December. Okay. Yeah. You had actually called, I think you, you were in Korea, right? And, and when you called into our, our mastermind meeting. Yes. I was half jet lagged still. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so DK actually called in and kind of gave us the update on on some of his HUD tips and tricks and kind of what's working for him. And that was that was the cool thing about being part of the mastermind was just you know you offering that um, advice and kind of the, the the tips and what was working because like you said, I I picked up two HUD houses in the last um, month as well too, and I kind of had written off HUD houses as well too. But 
with your advice, I, I kind of got back on the grind with, with HUD houses and bought two and one's on the market. Now I'm supposed to be actually getting an offer um, today is what I heard. And then another one is currently being rehabbed that I got to go visit today as well, too. But that was the beauty of definitely being part of the mastermind. So you are you are speaking at the event in February down in Vegas, though, correct? Yes, yes. I have to create a PowerPoint and, and um, yeah, kind of update what we last talked about and I, I got a new, I got a couple new uh, tricks up my sleeve and uh, oh, yeah. nice. I, yep. It's going to nice, be exciting. Nice. <laughs> well, good. Then, then we'll get to see your uh, handsome mug on stage. That's for sure. Rather than, you know, ugly Josh all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying um, anything. <laughs> <laughs> what um, can you tell me about the best deal you've ever done? I know a lot of people always ask me, people love, what we do. They love the real estate industry. As, as I always joke around, there's so many real estate shows, right? There's so many shows on HGTV, but there's not a show about how to be an accountant, right? Because that's boring. If there's any accountants out there, I'm sorry, but there's no shows. It's just not really exciting. So people ask me like, what's the best deal you've ever done? You know, people see that these guys are making $100,000 a deal. Can you talk about what's one of the best deals you've ever done? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, if it's from a monetary perspective, I would say I, I did a deal and it, it netted about forty-two thousand okay. um, dollars. And um, I I'm more of a risk-averse person, so I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of like to go for the. Uh, Wait, an attorney the- who's risk-averse? That doesn't make any sense. Come on. Yeah, I know, I know. It, it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't jive with real estate. Right? <laughs> um, but but yeah, I you know. Yeah, so I I first met Josh in February 2013 when he, when he did the two-on-one coaching, okay? And so for me, I was like, okay, well, what's the lowest hanging fruit? Okay, wholesaling. So so I implemented a lot of stuff from that February 2013 meeting. Um, and then and then from there, I said, you know what? I'm really bored of wholesaling. So, you know, let, let me master this 40K flip. So that's when I, I, I you know, I studied this 40K flip module. And then we bought... Our first house in November of that year in Lacanto, Florida. It's just outside the Crystal River, and then um, and then since then, you know, we've been you know duplicating his system and organizing it. So, um, so yeah. So you know, I don't I don't look for the grand slams. You know, uh, you know, buy a house four hundred thousand. You know, put two hundred thousand in, try to sell it for a million. I know there's rehabbers out there like that, but you know, I I I prefer the you know the singles over the the grand slams at at this point in time. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they all add up. That's for sure. They all add up. Exactly. Exactly. I like to have a consistent income uh, frequently rather than one deal and, you know, waiting like two years to close on it. You know, who who knows what happened to those. So, um, but then on the opposite, what is the worst deal I've ever done? Um, Well, so far um, that's probably been maybe $12,000. And that's because it wasn't a true 40k flip. It was just more of a cosmetic, uh, you know, rehab only. It was a, you know, as as in the industry, it's called the prehab. Um, so, but hey, you know, twelve thousand. You know, if I if I were to say, hey, how 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 many hours do I have to put in to earn twelve thousand dollars in attorney fees? Oh man, I mean, that could that could be a lot. So so I'll take that twelve thousand any day of the week. So, so your worst deal was was making twelve thousand dollars. So far, yep. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could so. say the same thing. 
yeah, so far. Because, uh, I mean, That's I know it's probably maybe 20 more houses I could have bought, but I just didn't want to pull the trigger because I, I just wanted a guaranteed income. I didn't want to put yeah. anything at risk. Well, <laughs> that goes back to the old saying that, that, that sometimes the best deals are the ones that you don't do, right? Yeah, that's very true. Uh, that is so true in real estate. Yep. I, I tell uh, a lot of my students, I just had a coaching call now that I just got off the phone with, and I tell my students all the time, both locally here as well as the, the students I coach for Shrek, that don't try, to make out a, don't try to make a deal out of something that's not a deal just to try to get a deal. You know, a lot of times people are just trying, well, if I do this or I don't carpet the house or I, you know, I don't put a roof on, I can, you know, I can save some money and make some money. It's like, no, that's not how it works, you know. Just don't do that deal. I think, do you find that a lot of investors that you see, particularly new investors, are just trying to squeeze something out of that is not necessarily a deal? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I've been telling some people here who've, who've seen the, some of the transformation that I've gone through. They're like, oh, DK, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm like, oh, yeah, really? Tell me, tell me about your business. And, and they'll <laughs> tell me. And I said, tell me, you know, any, any houses you're looking at? And they, they said, yes. And I said, well, tell me about the house. And then I said, hold on here. Just stop right now. I said, look, are you married or, you know, depending on the person. And they're like, yeah, I'm married. I was like, how did you know your wife or your husband was, was, was the one? Mm -hmm. And they're like, I just knew. I was like, okay, does that house fit that criteria? Do you know? They're like, no. I was like, look, what you're saying is, and, and, and Kyle, you just said it. If I did this, if I did that, if I did yeah. this, you know, I was like, it's not a deal. I mean, yeah. there's too many variables. There's too many variables. And do you think all those variables are going to work out for this house? I mean, you gotta, you gotta have like, you know, twenty things go right just, just to, just to make ten, ten thousand. I'm like, oh yeah. man, that, that's not gonna work. It's not gonna yeah. work. Yeah. So. No, I just, uh, I, I'm buying a house tomorrow, and the, the real estate agent who brought it to me, she was, she's the listing agent, and, um, you know, this thing was like listed for like three eighty nine, really nice house, just needs carpet, paint, and granite, just kind of an update thing, and. She wanted me to buy it for like three fifty, you know, three sixty, and and the way that I run my numbers are typically, you know, I I do a six month sort of hold time. That's kind of my hold time, even though I know it's going to only take me three weeks to rehab this thing. I I want to underwrite it six months, and she's like, well, yeah, but if it, even if it goes six months, you're going to make like still like twelve thousand dollars. I'm like. This is why I do what I do and she does what she does because I do not want to do a deal for six months, put in $350,000 and make $12,000. That's just not worth it to me to do that. And that's assuming everything goes as planned. Like you said, this happens and this happens and I find the right buyer and this. It's like there's no way I'm paying that much for the house. And I ended up getting that house for three oh five. So I close on that tomorrow, ironically. But uh yeah, we can't really listen to what other people think is a good deal. We, I mean, that's why I think training and coaching and education is so important to really yep. help us put us in the right position so we're buying the houses right. Josh always says that we make our money on the buy, and then you realize your profit's on the sell. And that's so true. You know, if you buy that house right, you're going to make money. You're going to make money, and that's almost a guarantee. So would you agree with that? Yep. Yeah. That, I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yep. 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 Exactly. So – well, what advice can you give people maybe starting in the real estate and listening to this? What, you know, hey, there's there's a lot of people out here who want to get into this flipping business. They see it all the time on TV. 
Um, it looks real simple though, right? You, for, you spend a half hour of your time, you, you buy a house for this, you put in this, you make, you know, $60,000 in a half an hour on the shows. How hard could it be? So what advice do you give somebody starting or wanting to start in this business in terms of, of how to get into it? Well, uh, wow, that's, that's a very loaded question. Um, well, for me, first of all, you've you got to have a mentor, whether, whether, whether it's in the mastermind group or, or, or just a local person who's successful, um, uh, kind of, kind of, yeah, you've got to have some type of accountability and some type of mentorship where, mm-hmm. where someone can guide you under their wing and, and, and help you, uh, avoid, avoid the mines and, and the bombs that are likely to occur, um, uh, second thing is something that I see quite frequently is um, there's a lot of people saying, oh, I got to know this. I got to know that. I got to know this. You know what? You could be the best educated derelict and never take action. So so what I say is just get to a certain point where you where you're like, OK, I know enough, but I need to pull the trigger. So. Um, don't just sit down, buy every course, meet every investor in the world, because overanalysis equals paralysis, and, yep. and that will lead you to not taking action. So, um, so if anything, take action. So for me, uh, let me just give you an example. I met, I met uh, Josh up, up in Ohio in February 2013. Um, I, I said to myself, okay, uh, wholesaling, I, I got to do wholesaling first. And um, so I just said, you know what? Uh, price dropped on the property. I'm gonna get it. I was like, there is no way I cannot I cannot wholesale this. So, so in other words, this first property, I got it for twenty two thousand. It was it was on it was uh, it was a double wide mobile home. Uh, the roof was open. Rain was coming through the mobile home. Even the subfloor had a hole in it. And I said, oh my goodness. Why did I, why am I doing it? But the numbers told me to do it. Why? Because even the property, mm-hmm. uh, the property appraiser value, it, it was valued at 60,000, but I acquired it at 22. Yeah. And I said, you know, what? I just, I just need, I just need to go through one circle on, on, on a wholesale deal. So, um, I listed it at 29.9, but, but I got an offer in at like, I think, uh, 20, 26.9, it's just a shade under 27, and they paid for closing costs, and then it closed on uh, May 28th. So for my first deal, after having met um, uh, Josh on the two-on-ones, uh, it occurred about three months after after meeting Josh. So I said, you know what, that was great, because and that only happened if you took action. If I had stayed and tried to read every wholesale book, and yeah. you know, I, I probably would have not done anything. So. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the third thing I would say um, in regards to advice, uh, don't be afraid to take calculated risks. Okay, um, so another it's kind of like a variation. You can you can study, you can study, 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 and not do anything, but don't take your studying and and put it to waste. So right. that's why I say don't be afraid to take those calculated risks after you've done enough due diligence. Mm-hmm. No. no, I think that's a solid point. I think the first thing you said that was so important is, is getting some type of education, mentorship, coach, you know, somebody to say, you're doing this right, you're doing this wrong, because 
I think you'd agree. You you don't want to be a you don't want to take risks if you aren't being led in the right direction. You know, I think with with Shrek and the coaching that we have, it's certainly we provide that mentorship, but then we kind of adopt that mentality of ready, fire, aim, right? Let's get your butt off the couch and start making offers. That's what I think so many people are afraid of to do is what's their biggest fear? What if an offer gets accepted? Oh, no. Then what? You know, I hear that all the time from people. What if somebody accepts my HUD bid? Then what? I'm like, that's good. That's what you're trying to get to have happen is someone to accept your, your HUD bid or someone to accept an offer. Or, you know, that's what people are so afraid of is just taking that step. They, they educate themselves to death. They've got a library full of, I did a call, a podcast with Josh a couple of weeks ago, and we, we were sort of comparing notes on the amount of courses that we have. I'm sitting here in my office now looking at all of them, you know, but those don't do any good if we don't put them to use, if we don't at least initiate some type of action to getting something under contract. That doesn't mean necessarily you have to buy it. Just get it under contract, do your due diligence, like you said, but you've got to be willing yeah. to at least get off the couch, correct? Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yes, so. Indeed. Yeah. So what would, and now if somebody's already got an established business, you know, somebody's already kind of up and running, maybe they're doing one or two deals a year, any advice you can give them to sort of advance their business? How do they, how do they make it into, well, maybe it's more of a hobby now, you know, you're doing two deals. That's not really a business. How do they kind of turn it into a business, kind of a full fledged operating on on autopilot? What would be something that you'd offer them to, to really just get it to go? Yeah, for me, that's, that's kind of how I started because I came from, you know, from, from full time, you know, I, I couldn't just shut down, you know, uh, the legal practice and say, hey, I'm, I'm doing this real estate full time because, you know, I, I would have been in the middle of the Pacific Ocean between two boats and and, and, and just drown, right? So yeah, yeah. I had, I had a transition. So 2014, 2013 to 14 was kind of kind of the main transition year. So as as I rejected more clients um, and, and kept the referrals, I started ramping up. But what I did at the time, you know, you know, you know, re-listening to the 40K flip modules and everything, it was all about systematizing, systematizing. Yeah. Um, and, and so, you know, I mean, virtual assistants are, are a great um, tool to use, especially if you're doing HUD bidding. But, but they do more than just HUD bidding. I mean, they can do comps for you. They can, they can run your advertising campaigns for you. Um, you know, a lot of the mundane, um, uh, non-brain-specific <laughs> work yeah. that has to be allocated to someone, um, such as a virtual assistant, you need to shift all those duties to that person, okay? And then anything else after that that requires some use of your brain and some common sense, you know, go hire, whether it's a temp worker or or, or, or go hire an assistant who can handle um, those type of phone calls, et cetera, emails, all right? Hire that person. And yep. then you only do the stuff that only you can do, such as talking to the private lenders or making the final decisions based on a walkthrough. Um, uh, so you just want to surround yourself with people who you trust who are on the same bus as you because you're the one that's driving that bus knowing how you want to live your life and how, how to operate your business the way you want it. Uh, so you have to find, um, you know, those, those people. Uh, so, yeah, no, that's awesome. I love what you said. 
and we talk about it all the time is do the stuff only you can do, right? I mean, yes. that's, that's so imperative right there is just do what you do best and then outsource everything else. You know, that's, that's a key point right there. Where do you get your, your VAs from? Can you, can you tell that? Yes. Uh, they were referred to me from Josh originally. Uh, they originally had a, originally, they were originally called SSP Virtual Assistant, but then some other company bought them out. Now they're called, I think, PDF Technologies. I don't know how that came okay. about, but, um, but yeah. Um, well, and that's my point. If, if anybody takes anything away from this, from this podcast, I mean, that's a huge thing. Most people don't even know what VAs are, what virtual assistants are. How much is your, your, your VA an hour? Um, I haven't calculated that in a while, but it's 600 a month for full-time, 40 hours a week. Okay. 300 a month for part-time for 20 hours a week. So there you go. You're, you're paying a, basically an employee $600 a month for a full 40-hour work week. I mean, that's, that is pretty darn cheap right there. If I were a math major, I could tell you that pretty quick, but I'm not. So, but that's cheap. I mean, that's, that's a full-time employee doing, like you said, pretty much anything they want. I mean, they pull comps for you. They bid on properties for you. They organize lists for you. They can make phone calls for you. They can accept phone calls for you. I mean, that's a, that's a key thing to take away from this podcast is certainly utilize VAs, particularly to outsource a lot of the tasks that you should not be doing. Like DK said, all those tasks that are above his pay grade, you know, he should not be doing those things like putting up bids on properties and whatnot. He makes more than that an hour that he doesn't need to. So that is a, a phenomenal tip right there if you take anything away from this podcast. Well, that pretty much is going to wrap it up for us, DK. I greatly appreciate you taking the time as well as taking the time today to meet with my business partner there down in Orlando. I'll have to hear more about that. But um, any, any words of advice, any, any, any closing statements you want to make? Well, I can say this. In real estate, every property, uh, there's always a story behind every property. And you don't know what you don't know on any given property. But when you have a mentor and you take action, um, you, you minimize that learning curve and you minimize the, uh, the roller coaster that goes through your gut when you feel like you made a mistake. So um, I strongly advise you know, finding someone who you can, um, who you can uh, follow because that's going to, that's going to, that's going to save you 20 times over. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's good advice. I mean, DK is a super smart guy, obviously, and uh, has been a very successful student in kind of a short amount of time. So we love having him part of the mastermind group because he certainly adds a, a whole lot of content to us. So um, thanks again, DK, for being on the call. I wish you guys uh, and your family a, a happy new year here. Certainly. Um, and I know, uh, I will be definitely seeing you down in Vegas here in about eight weeks or so it's coming up fast. So look forward to that. Correct. Oh yeah, definitely. I got, I got a lot of stuff to, to prepare for. <laughs> if you want to learn more about strategic real estate coach and get a free report on 55 simple and powerful ways to find killer real estate investments, go to 55 simpleways.com forward slash podcast. We'll see you next time. You were just listening to Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Investor Radio. Leave a comment on our iTunes channel and let us know what you want to learn next.
who you would like Josh to interview, or if you just want to share some of your success stories in real estate, and maybe we'll talk about it in the next show. While you're there, give us a five-star rating and make sure you subscribe so you can be the first to hear new episodes. Follow Josh Cantwell and Strategic Real Estate Coach on Facebook and Twitter, and definitely check out all of our awesome free training videos at youtube.com slash srecvideo. Finally, download your free report, 55 Ways to Find Killer Real Estate Investments at 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast right now so that you can get better at finding properties and funding properties and stay up to date on what's happening right now in the real estate industry. That's 55simpleways.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.